morning. Welcome to Blessings in Christ. I'm Scott Roberts. Blessings in Christ is also the Church of Christ preaching the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. The Church of Christ was built by the Son of God, Jesus Christ, Matthew 16 and 18. Jesus Christ shed his own blood for the church, Acts 20 and 28. Jesus is the head of his church, Ephesians 1, 22. He is the savior of the church, Ephesians 5, 23. He is the builder and the chief cornerstone of his church, Acts 4 and 11. He is the foundation of the church, 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 11. And by the name of Jesus Christ is the only name under heaven whereby we must be saved, Acts 4 and verse 12. Our lesson today is a two-part lesson by Joey Fox from the Southside Congregation in Beattyville, Kentucky. And uh, he's going to bring a lesson called uh, Not Everyone. And it's a very sad situation that not everyone will be saved. Not everyone will obey the gospel. But of course, only those that obey the gospel and live a Christian life. So once again, this is a two-part lesson, Not Everyone by Joey Fox. We hope that you enjoy the lesson, and please like us on Facebook. Thank you. If for the pride we have
being so hard that you won't accept what the gospel will say to you if you read it with an open mind. Your mind is closed to what it has to offer. Not everyone. Think about that. Not everyone. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1 through 7 it says, This know also that in the last that in the last days perilous times shall come. That alone, you think about our world and what we're living in. Uh, reading yesterday, I'll stop right there just a minute, but I was reading yesterday, they passed a law in North Korea to be a nuclear state. And they was happy about that. What a danger. What a dangerous place that we live in. What a dangerous time that we live in. But he says, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, uh, incontent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but not denying the power thereof. From such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers lusts, ever learning and never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. That's a mouthful, but you know, if, if you think about the world that we live in, they so many of those words, unthankful, unholy, without a natural affection, there is no natural affection in this world. It doesn't seem like. Lovers of heady, high-minded, lovers of uh, pleasure more than lovers of God, mostly loving themselves and the things that they have. That's, that's what it boils down to. And they're ever learning. We're, we're all out for knowledge. When you when you get on the I get on the phone I'm I'm always looking for something something to learn about seems like but these people are ever learning and never able to come to a knowledge of the truth not everyone think about that not everyone not everyone is honest in Titus chapter one and verse ten through sixteen it says for there are Many unruly and vain talkers, deceivers, especially they of the circumcision, whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things uh, things which they ought not for filthy lucre's sake. One of themselves, even a prophet of their own, said the centurions are always liars, evil beasts, slow bellies. This witness is true. Wherefore, rebuke them sharply that they may be sound in the faith, not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn from the truth. Unto the pure all things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. But even their mind and conscience is defiled. They profess they know God, but in their works they deny Him, being abominable 
and disobedient in every good work reprobate. That reprobate. They're rejected, disallowed. They're rogues, good for nothing. Everything that they do is that way. Every good work is reprobate. That's tough. But he says, unto the pure, all things are pure. But unto them the, that are defiled and unbelieving, nothing's pure. You think about that. The world that we live in, that, that's the way it is. There ain't nothing pure. Even the good things don't seem to be good anymore. That's the way it is. Not everybody is honest. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33 and 34 it says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought of for the things of itself. But sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Being, being like this, do we put our minds on Christ and putting Him first in our lives? That, that's what we ought to be doing. Every, everyone should be doing that, but not everyone will. And seeking Him first. And I know <laughs> I'm going to talk about myself a little bit, but I think about this scripture, the verse 34 there a lot, because during the pandemic, the big thing was toilet paper. Everybody was worried about toilet paper. Well, I'm the same way. I'm the keeper of the toilet paper at the house, it seems like. When we get short, I'm the one that makes sure that we've got it, you know? And being sufficient in the day, do we hoard up things? We ought to be looking toward hoarding up what God has to offer for us. Instead of worrying about the toilet paper, it'll all come of itself. But yeah, I'm that way a little bit. And then in Romans chapter 12 and verse 17 through 21, it says, Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as life in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thy enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in doing so, thou shalt keep coals of fire on his head. But not, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. They so much of that opposite way in the world today. That overcome, not overcome evil, they just keep more evil upon top of evil, so to speak. And don't do any good. We need to be overcoming our evil with good, providing good, and being honest. In Romans chapter 13, verse 12 through 14, it says, The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of life. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in writing and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Putting on this armor of life. Do we put on that? I know it 
it seems like you're just putting on clothes, but it ought to be our 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 outfit every day. Not just on Sunday for a couple of hours during the Sunday morning service, but are we putting on this kind of armor and wearing it as a badge of honor and, and, and trying to provide for those things that are honest to those that we come in contact and showing them the life that we live. Not everyone will do that. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 21, it says, Providing for things honest, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. We don't just do it for the Lord, we do it in the sight of men too, so that they can see our good works and glorify Him. We're not doing this for a show for men, no. We're doing this to show glory and honor to His name, to Jesus' name. He's the one that did the sacrifice for us, sacrificed Himself for us. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 18, it says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Where are we putting our mind? Are we putting our mind in this and thinking on all the good things, the good articles that are in life and, and that He has to offer? Or are we always on the downside? You know, I work with people that it seems like everything that they talk about is dead. Uh, they call them Debbie Downers, I guess is what they say these days. But uh, it's just constantly there's nothing good to talk about. That makes, I, I don't know the scriptures, but makes me feel kind of like Lot some days. They just bet she sold it, seems like. Do we want to be like that? I sure don't. I want to be on the happy side. To be a joy, joy to the world, so to speak. Not everyone will be like that. Not everyone loves the truth. And we're going to talk about that for just a little while. It says in First Peter, or sorry, Second Peter, chapter two, and verse one through three. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall shall be false teachers among you, who proudly shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, and I looked up that word pernicious, their destructive ways, and by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not. Their damnation slumbereth not. You know, they're out there working all day, every day. And making merchandise of us because we're trying to do what's right. They make, make merchandise out of us. But he says, they're, they're going to be right in amongst us, just like we talked about in Bible study this morning. The terrors are in with us. And as long as we live upon this earth, we're going to be amongst 
the evil ones, so to speak. But, you know, we need to be trying to bring the evil ones to the good side. You know, I like Star Wars and it's the dark side and the light side. I wanted everybody to be on the light side. That makes me happy. I'd like everybody to be saved. But as my lesson says, not everyone is going to be that way. In John chapter 8 and verse 12, it says, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world, and he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. If we walk in him, we're going to be in the light, not in darkness. I told you once before, I'm not very good in dark. When I'm walking around, I'm not going to stumble into anything. But when I got the light, I know the path that I need to go. That's the way we need to be. Going toward the light. In John chapter 3 and verse 19 through 21, it says, And this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds shall be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. If we'll come toward the light, our deeds will be wrought in God. We'll be doing what he had asked us to do. We'll be studying this word that's set before us this morning, and we won't be worried about whether we know God and the unknown God, we'll know Him. We can read about Him in this Word. And just like Paul said, He'll be declared unto us. It'll be right there before us if we'll let it talk to us. Not everyone loves the truth. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 10 through 12, it says, and with all deceitfulness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them a strong delusion, that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned, who believe not the truth, but have pleasure in unrighteousness. He, there ain't much more I can say about that. He's going to send us a strong delusion if we don't believe the truth. If we go that far, he says, he says here, that receive not the truth, that they might be saved. That don't mean we're going to be saved. Unless we are faithful, we're not going to be saved. But he says, at least we have that chance, that hope, that we will be saved. But they many have pleasure in unrighteousness too. In Luke chapter 8 and verse 11 through 15. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. And those by the wayside are they that hear. Then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their heart. Lest they should believe and be saved. They on the rock are they which, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these th these have no root, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. 
And that which fall, fell among thorns are they which, when they have heard, go forth and are choked with the cares and the riches and pleasures of this life, and bring no fruit to perfection. But that on good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it, and bring forth fruit with patience. I know we've been studying about this, but I thought this scripture brought this into a whole. You know, it talks about each one of the ones. These are all people that not everyone loves the truth. They take it for a while and some take it just a little bit more and some have no root at all. And then you've got those on the good ground that bring forth fruit with patience. Now, I'm said to not have much patience. I should really, really work on that. And I do try to work on that. Unbeknownst to Tammy and Dylan and Kayla, I do try to work on that. But here's the thing. Good fruit with patience. It takes time for good fruit to come. Just like uh, Dad talked about this morning there. When a new one is in the church, born into the church, you don't hit them with the whole book at one time, lest they fall away. But we give them a little, little milk every bit at a time till they can take that strong meat. And then eventually they'll take that strong meat and they'll grow. And they'll be that big stalk of corn or whatever it is that, that good Christian that we're looking for, that everybody's looking for. Not everyone loves the truth. And then the next part of that is not everyone will be saved. In Matthew chapter 7, in verse 13 and 14, it says, Enter in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. You think about that. It's a big old, I've thought about this all my life when this scripture is read. I think about a big old road, big old wide road. They build them these days, they're three and four legs. That's the kind of road that everybody's going to destruction. But you get on these little country roads that you barely can get through. That's the people that's going to heaven. They're focused on getting to the place that they need to go. You can go with the crowd down that big road and get there in just a little while. You can make it to hell in a short period of time. But you know, it takes a patience. We talked about it. patience to get to heaven. Patience. Then in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 16 through 19, Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. For the time is come that judgments must, judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? For if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and sinner appear? Wherefore, let him that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing, as unto a faithful creator. The righteous is scarcely going to be saved. If we do everything just...